Chapter 1 Whatever Life Throws at You James Bond hurtled through the air, caught a glimpse of the high-beamed ceiling, and then his back hit the wooden floor with a crash that echoed around the gymnasium. He'd barely managed to utter a groan before his opponent pounced on his chest, a knee digging in either side of his torso, hands reaching for his collar. If he gets me in a neck lock now, James thought, I'm finished. He brought up both arms inside his attackers to break the grip on his collar, and bucked his hips, twisting to his right. With no arms to anchor him, his opponent fell to the floor, but quickly rolled over and jumped back onto his feet. James rose with him, threw a punch, landed a glancing blow to his jaw. Barely felt that! His panting opponent grinned, cheeks as fiery as his thick, curly hair. Losing a touch, Bond! You'll be finding it, Stevenson. Hoping to unnerve him, James stepped in as if to execute a move, but Marcus Stevenson dodged out of reach and then fainted forward. The boys were locked together in a frantic struggle for a grip. One hand on his opponent's lapel, the other grasping his elbow, James pulled Marcus towards him, lifting at the same time to put him off balance. But Marcus landed a punch of his own to James's chin and sent him reeling back. At the same time, he launched a counterattack, the Uchimata, using his leg as a lever to whip James round over his hip. In the split second before he crashed to the ground, James knew that the fall would be a bad one. His head hit the floor, and he gasped as he saw sparks. Gingerly, he reached up to his thick black hair, prodded his skull. Intact, it seemed. Well then, get up. To give in was not an option. Giving in was never an option. Had enough yet? Marcus inquired. Slowly, James rolled onto his side. Dust motes milled about him in the rays of winter sun that lanced through the tall windows. He pushed his palms against the floor, willing the pain away. The fight, he knew, could only be won through focus and concentration. Marcus waited for him to get up. Then the contest began again. James found himself stepping forward, back, fainting now to the right, now to the left. His fingers found fleeting purchase on Marcus's jacket, but then dizziness overwhelmed him, and he lost his grip. Then a hand reached for his sleeve, shaking off the fog caused by the fall. James suddenly had an inkling of the sequence of events to come. Marcus's foot flicked to one side, ready to hook around James's and topple him once more. James waited until the last second and suddenly twisted through 180 degrees, reaching for Marcus's left bicep and wrist. His fingers closed on sinew, then, ducking forward, he tipped the whole weight of his opponent over his back like a seesaw. With a shout, Marcus tumbled through the air and crashed down flat on his back. My turn, James thought. He sat astride his opponent, crossing his arms at the elbows and holding his jacket by the collar, then squeezing his forearms inward, putting pressure on either side of Marcus's neck. Marcus writhed away from him, groaned and strained. Finally, he tapped twice on the floor. James let go and jumped up, panting for breath, elated. How was that? You swine! Marcus grinned up at him and offered his hand to shake. I hadn't expected you to try Kata Juji Jimmy. Always happy to try it, just don't ask me to spell it. James clasped his hand and helped him up. You're not hurt. Merely his pride. Perched on a heap of crash mats at the side of the Fetis gym, Perry Mandeville clapped. Considering the two of your friends, that was a fierce contest. At least it looked that way to the layman. He reclined as if to emphasize his status. The layabout, you mean? James pushed his hand through his sweat-soaked hair, but a stubborn comma of black fell back down across his forehead. We didn't invite you along just to observe, Mandeville. 
If we're to get a proper judo club up and running, we'll need recruits, and to order up more gi for our members. Marcus, a gangly boy of seventeen, pulled at James's old torn judo jacket with a wicked grin. It was one of his he'd now outgrown. Victory was yours, but it was hardly stylish. I'll sweet-talk Machen into running me up another, James said, and let Perry have this gi when he joins us. I think not, old thing, Perry smiled. I'm a thrill-seeker. I live for the risk of falling on my, my backside, not the certainty of it. Tudor's better exercise than herding sheep into your headmaster's study, Marcus teased. Still can't believe you did that, Mandeville. I could only ever end badly. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Bring up m- m- my criminal record, why don't you? Haven't I suffered enough? Sent down from Eton and forced to dwell here among the likes of you? Perry jumped up and took up a fencing stance. Had I b- b- my trusty foil, honour would be satisfied, I assure you. Oh, would it?